Welcome back to the Make It Count podcast. Hello! That's Matt. And I'm David. <laughs> I just introduced him. Um, <laughs> I think you would say, I'm Matt today. Yeah. Hello, everyone. You're Matt. Um, so, to get straight in for today, we're talking about motivation and inspiring. Or inspiration? Inspiration and motivation. More specifically, how to motivate and or inspire anyone forward slash everyone. Ooh. And I was thinking about a few stories when I feel like maybe I've been motivated. And there are, there are a couple that come to mind. One of them was probably nearly 10 years ago. And I'd seen this advertisement to set up and run this badminton club for and and the, the student union at the university were um, advertising for it as was badminton england there is like you're this dual role badminton england coordinator as well as yeah student union representative or whatever so i went oh that'd be quite good i like badminton but i don't know what to do so I had a chat with my dad, I was probably 19 at the time. I said, what should I do? He said, well, make sure you write down a plan, have a plan, and go along. You could do this really well. You're very capable of doing this. So I wrote down a plan. I went along. Had this interview. I remember sitting down with these uh, two women, and they were grilling me on questions. I said, oh, well, you know, I think we'd probably do this, and this is how we do this. What have you already got in place? And I was asking questions. And then... I think a day later, a couple of days later, they like, sort of phoned me up and was like, oh, would you like to do this? And I was like, ha, um, sure, sure. So I said yes. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know what to do. Even though I've written this plan down. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I went to my dad. I was like, oh, you know, what should I do? He said, you can do this. You've already written the plan down. I believe you can do this. You're very capable about doing this. Just follow through with your plan. And I did. I followed through with some of the things I was going to do. I adapted it a little bit. I grew in confidence through it. But it very much was just that belief mm. that Dad had in me um, to just go and do it. And mm. he didn't do it for me. He couldn't do it for me. He couldn't come along and do it, but he believed in me to do it. And so that's sort of a indicator a little bit of where we're going today. I love that. And if you've uh, been a regular listener to the podcast, you would have heard various aspects of that story before. Um, mm. It has played quite a few roles in, in illustrating different principles and different ideas that we've yeah. had to talk about. And I love the fact that that was obviously um, our dad that motivated and inspired you. Mm. And um, that's great in a world where sometimes you, you think lots of people are motivated by the fact that they never felt they had their dad's approval. And so they end up striving their whole life, mm. even to prove something to their father who's no longer in their life. You know, So I love that that was something that he was able to give to you. That's true. So, Matt, uh, let's separate these words for a moment. Before we define them, I wanted to ask, just ask, what motivates you? Oh, <laughs> what motivates me? I think, yes, I, I think for me, a couple of things. I love a good challenge. Mm. And I also love the opportunity to learn and sort of gain a mastery over something so for yeah. you when there's challenge but an opportunity for mastery and learning big big deals there yeah i think for me the things that motivate me 
are probably words of affirmation mm. from people I respect. Yep. Or admire. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the maybe, same for me as well. Yeah. Uh, but those things, especially those sort of, sort of like praisings or encouragements, those things are much more um, inspiring or motivating for me. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay, separate. What inspires you? I think for me, what inspires me is a, a greater cause. Again, we've talked about this before, you know, being part of something that has more meaning than um, just my own life because mm. uh, it, it inspires me to want to go after that challenge and to want to improve so that I can um, meet that and be part of that greater cause mm. what about you? Oh, so for you it's this huge cause I think for me the the thing well we we talked about it one of the examples I think of when I was inspired was the Freedom Writers film that being just a great example of someone's character and the way they showed up and did stuff for other people, right. that definitely inspires me and sort of lights that fire. So like a role model or an, uh, an example? Yeah, an of example someone. of somebody that I respect, admire, that went and did that. Yeah. So why are we talking about motivation and inspiration? Well, I came across this video, can't remember how, but it's with this organization this guy um he's called admired leadership and he's put this 16 17 18 minute video together 20 minute video is it 20 yeah oh sorry <laughs> i remember it being 18 but maybe that's because really, i just like skip off before the end or, or i missed the beginning i don't know so it's a 20 minute video we'll link i'll it put a link in the, in the show notes it's well worth your time and he talks about this idea of there being a universal way of motivating and inspiring anyone yeah and if you're a leader that's what you want and so he paints a bit of a picture do you remember how he defines the difference between motivation and inspiration yeah i do because i was looking at this very recently (laughs) (laughs) Um, he talks about how motivation is kind of compelling someone to move or it's actions that compel movement and and forwards progress Um, whereas inspiration is it's more kind of lighting the fire underneath someone or the the thing that precursors so it lights the desire for them to want to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he says they are different, but the most important thing here is not their differences. But their similarities. But their similarities. But even more so than that is how do you do that? Yeah. He said, you already know a lot about how to motivate people. So Matt, how do we motivate people? You, we've talked about for our <laughs> own, but are there other ways? Well, yeah, a lot of what we've spoken about is kind of the, uh, you spoke about things like praise and words of affirmation. You've got incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, money, that could be example. an intrinsic or an extrinsic. So, yeah, the, uh, the ext- extrinsic would be the money or mm-hmm. sort of compensation or benefits. But like the intrinsic might be what I spoke about, the learning, the ability to have, develop mastery. There are also disincentives. So if you don't meet the expectation, you get excluded from certain things, either the, the, the incentives, monetary rewards, or actually you get the cold shoulder from a, a friend or a partner, or you are excluded even from the community as a strong disincentive. And I think lots of people realise there's incredible, that can be very um, impactful in mm. a negative way. And so those aren't necessarily used as often, but those can still be used. Mm. 
Yeah, so we there's loads of, that we already know about motivation, like you said. They kind of, I think broadly speaking, the incentives and the disincentives. The you want this, but you don't want this. Yeah. You, you want to be a part of something, a, perp- a bigger purpose. Or maybe you just want belonging. That's an incentive. Mm. But you, the disincentive would be, well, like you said, if if you don't do it this way, you'll be cut off or you'll be excluded. You'll yeah. be that's a you know avoid that thing. So, um, can you think of times when maybe you've been demotivated or? Well, a few times I feel like I've been demotivated. I think something that I continually struggle with is if there doesn't seem to be a clear goal in mind or uh, in my I don't have a clear visualization of what the end looks like. And so I kind of think, well, I don't even have a map. I don't know where to even start or where to go. So whilst I love a challenge, I, I love having a direction to move in. Mm. If there's no direction, it's just kind of like, well, pick your own direction. I struggle with that. Mm. But then also the, the flip side of that. So that would be almost giving complete autonomy and just do a thing. Well, what? But the other side of that, I also found very demotivating in one particular working situation where I felt like I was completely micromanaged and my everything about what I was doing, where I was doing it, when I was doing it was watched and and um, yeah and, and micromanaged to the finest detail. And I felt, well, I have no ability to make any decisions myself and everything I'm doing is being double checked and, and questioned. And it felt like I had no confidence from my manager. And that was very demotivating. I was like, well, why do I want to work for you? Why do I want to do anything for you? Because you're just going to um, conflict everything that I want to do. And that's really interesting because obviously for you, autonomy and that responsibility is quite motivating. But for other people, (laughs) autonomy and responsibility is the exact opposite. They want to be told what to do. Yeah. You know, they don't want the extra responsibility. They don't want the autonomy. So even that. And so in this video, he goes on to say, basically, no one's the same. Yeah. So two brothers, for example, could be raised in the same house and turn out very different, very differently motivated, very uh, differently inspired, very differently demotivated or disincentivized. And are we the same, Matt? Not, no, 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 we're not, no, we're not, no, we're not, no, no, not even a little bit. Well, we're similar in some ways, yes. in many ways, but we're not the same. No. And, you know, he goes on and says, you know, how many people are very different than your spouse, mm. than the person you married? And said, well, that's, that's one of the things that happens with leaders is they realize they have a team of very different people mm. that are motivated and inspired very differently. So you've got to try and get to know somebody. Oh, you know, this person, they need a praising. But this person, they need a bit of a, a kick, you know, yeah. to get going. Or this person, you know, they, they actually, they just need to feel like they're part of a team. This person, they just need a pay rise. This person, <laughs> whatever. They're, they're very different. But when the teams are quite big, that can become, the complexity of that becomes overwhelming yeah. for most of us. Yeah, because as well, uh, motivating and inspiring is just one part of leading. Yeah, it's not everything, and it can even feel a little bit uh, of a not as important or not as urgent aspect. It's almost like an added benefit, and so because of that, all the other things, making decisions and and setting course and all these things, take precedent. And so you go in the normal stream of life, unless you're intentional about setting time aside to reflect and 
oh, how could I better motivate this member of my team or that member? Mm. You end up just in the stream of doing it, you revert to what you know best, mm -hmm. which is, well, what motivates me? And so you kind of just put that lens on everyone. Mm. And so if you're incentivized by pay rises, you'll probably put out lots of monetary incentives or bonus packages. If you're incentivized by words of affirmation, you'll just pound people with that. If you're incentivized by autonomy, you'll give people a long leash. And some people on your team might be floundering and going, I don't even know what is expected of me. I don't know where to start and where to go. Yeah. So like you said, it can easily, the, the idea of motivation and inspiration that can feel quite intangible, maybe woolly for some people, mm. but also it's not the only thing you do as a leader. Yeah. You have all these other priorities. I was thinking, uh, again, a number of years ago, probably seven, eight years ago. It's about time you got some more contemporary examples, have, David. But, you know, we've all been in a lockdown for three years. <laughs> yeah. And all of my stories are now behind a computer. That feels less... <laughs> anyway... So it was a while ago, but I again, I was playing for this football team and we had a manager that was very much, well, I was very demotivated by this mm. manager. It was challenge, it was prove me wrong, like say mean things, like you're making a, a, a mug of me, for example, that's, you know, and, and just that. And I just hated that. It was, I need the encouragement and, but his his way probably of him being motivated was uh, prove me wrong. I've got a chip on my shoulder. I'm going to prove you wrong. And so that's how he dealt with every player right. in the team. Of and, and whereas for me, it was very dis demotivating, disincentivizing. It it caused me to play poorer within myself, frustrated. Um, I, I needed a bit more love, I think, a bit yeah. more encouragement, a few more praisings. Instead, I felt like I was always being got at, I was letting the team down, this and that and that. And whether I was or wasn't, it was more about actually the leader at that time. They had 16, 18 different players. And how can you know the motivations and inspirations of 16 to 18 different players? Yeah, That's really difficult. That's overwhelming complexity. So what did he do? He did the way he gets motivated, which is exactly what he said. You will end up just in the noise, in the busyness. You're going to do the thing that inspires you. And you may get lucky because there's probably going to be a couple of people a bit like you that are going to be especially motivated by you yeah. and inspired by you. But you're missing out because you have an opportunity to motivate and inspire everyone in the team. And how do we do that, Matt? Well, I was going to say as well, another word to that is it's a great picture as well, because in that example, when the football match is happening, he doesn't really have opportunity to get one on one with each player individually and motivate them in a unique way. Mm. You know, and in an amateur football team where you're not doing training every day or whatever, or even sometimes once a week, mm. the time with the coach is limited. And so you, you're constrained to effectively be like, I'm going to have to reduce the ways that I try to give feedback and motivate and inspire because it's not possible, not mm. physically possible for me to do tailored to all 16 players at once. Mm. Um, so so yes. yeah, maybe before you answer that question as well, I was just thinking, well, why do we want to motivate and inspire people? It's, it feels kind of obvious, but we want them to move forward of their own will towards something that we want them to. But mm. we want, so there's an action there. To, to motivate but also there's an internal like they want to then do it themselves yeah for sure so the universal idea mm -hmm. that our um that we were um inspired by 
um, <laughs> in this video and uh, the document was basically you have to you have to be a fan of people mm. you have to show that you are cheering for them mm-hmm. um, and I use that word intentionally it's not just a case of you have to tell them you're a fan of them you have to show that you're a fan of them that you want them to succeed you want them to win mm. you want them in the football exp- example you want them to win the game you want that player to score the goal or whatever mm. you can't make that happen from the sideline you can't make the result happen but you can go I want that result to happen for you so how did they come across this or how did he come across this he said they looked at 12,000 exceptional leaders mm. and they were like well what is it that these people are doing that is motivating and inspiring people and they said this was universally true that the the great leaders, the exceptional leaders did this. And it worked regardless of age, gender, any difference. It, it worked every time for anyone. Yeah. As he said, if you are a fan of somebody, if you genuinely want them to succeed. So you can tell someone that makes no difference to the research. Like the numbers, whether you tell someone you're a fan of them or not, makes zero difference actually. But whether you show them you want them to succeed, that you're a big fan of them, that you want their success, that you're clapping, that you're cheering, that you're on their behalf. Yeah. When you do that, they'll do anything for you. So I was thinking, um, again, I had this opportunity when we were on the Logos Hope to step into this position as the short-term volunteer recruit. And I actually had no idea. I'd been on the... on in that on that with that organization for a year already by then i had no idea what this role was i never engaged with any of the three-month recruits i was totally blind and some someone had said well i was being interviewed for this position i said hey we really thought this would be a good role for you and i thought great like yeah I'd, i'd love to do that role if you think i'd be good at it had no idea what it was Mm. what it required what the program was but there was a a couple on board the ship and they said David we've worked really hard to get you in this position we believe you can do a really good thing in this role you can make a real difference for people we'll back you in this we want you to do really well and we're here to help you do well Mm. and they had their own challenges as well but that belief, that that conversation, that help. The I, I invited them in to come and do some sessions with me and and to take that on board. And they just, they were my fans. They believed in me mm. and they wanted me to succeed. They weren't waiting there going, "Are you going to succeed? Mm. Better succeed." No, they <laughs> wanted me to succeed. They they didn't want me to trip up. And that I think I found them inspirational, very motivational, and. <laughs> I didn't really have the word for it until now, but just going, oh, they they were great at being fans of people. Mm. And then he said in his research, he said, when people are fans of you, so when you're a fan of somebody, they reciprocate that. They are going to be a fan of you as well. I love that. I love that. And uh, since we're talking about the ship, and I love word plays, um, two thoughts have just come to mind. Because obviously the term fan we're talking about here. Mm. The etymology probably roots back to the word fanatic. Mm. You know, someone who is basically totally sold out for a cause or something. But in the world of engineering, a fan 
is something which moves air typically and I spent a lot of time with fans on my time on the ship as the HVAC which is heating, ventilation, air conditioning man. And there is something aspect of if you are a fan of people, you will actually move them. Mm. You will move them mm. because you have um, put energy into them. Um, and there's something about that which I quite like. Mm. The other the other aspect I wanted to, to highlight as we sort of probably come into land the plane soon is whilst this is a this is an overarching framework, it's not the be all and end all of this is exactly how to do it. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's not about just going, oh, I'm a fan of you and telling people um, you've got to show that you're a fan of them. But the how you do that, that is still something where you've got to be, OK, well, what does that look like for this people or in this organisation? Um, it's, it's a framework to go at the end of the day, the way that I'm going to motivate and inspire anyone is by showing them that I'm on their side. But the how I do that is still thing that you tailor. Mm. But because you've got that mindset, it focuses it better. Mm. Um, and it's also important to remember it's easy to do that when everything's going well. It's harder to do that when it's going poorly. Mm. When a player's having a rubbish match, actually the best thing for the manager to do is be like, I'm still on your side. But what often happens is the manager and everybody else lets them know you're not meeting our expectations. You just did a mess. You know, you just made a mistake. They know that. Actually, mm. what they need is they need a pickup. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think it was Johan Cruyff when he was a manager, former uh, Netherlands player. He said, should never substitute a player when they're playing badly. Mm. Uh, and I think that was for him. It was like, maybe it was his thing. But it's like, that's going to discourage them worse. Although maybe sometimes you might say, hey, actually, this player, <laughs> keeping them out there is going to do more damage. But yeah, sure. that's what you're trying to work out. Like you said, do we really want the people who we work with to flourish, to do well? Well, believe in them. Do we really believe in people? Do we really want their best? Do we really want them to succeed? Because people can tell when you do. Mm. And, and your actions show that. And if... So, I think... I, I When I came across this video, it was great. It was like, oh, I get that. I know when I've had that in my life, when someone has believed in me, when they said, we're your fan. That was motivating and inspiring. Yeah. There are other isolated moments where it's like, oh, yeah, someone said this or did this. But actually, it's the bigger thing of they believed in me. They were yeah. my fan. They're in your corner. And and I'd like to think that for some people, I have done that. Actually, I have. I just remembered a story. Someone said to me, that was quite funny because I was being a bit lazy. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but they, they had to run this sort of workshop. It was an online thing. And they said, hey, you know, David, I was thinking like, what should we do for this? You know, I was thinking about, oh, so what have you got? Oh, that sounds great. I'm sure you're going to do a great job. That's basically what I said. I looked at it briefly and I was like, at that time I was a bit like, oh, I'm not really sure if I want to be involved, but they've done this way more. They put loads of time into this. I want to let them know that I believe that they're going to do a really good job. And they went and did it and they remembered that. And they said to me quite a while later, I was like, oh, you know, when you, you said that, that gave me so much confidence to go and do really well. Wow. Uh, and so I, I feel a bit bad because part of it was just me being lazy. But also part of it was like, I genuinely did believe they would do a really good job. Yeah. And I didn't feel like they needed my affirmation, but I gave it anyway. Brilliant. Um, I have one last thing to say. I was going to tell a story, but no. One last thing to say. We've spoken a lot about motivation and inspiring people. And we've used the word leadership mm -hmm. a few times and the last thing that i we want you guys to go away thinking is well if i'm not in a position of leadership 
None of this matters. That's not true. If you're a human and you're alive and you're in any relationships, you have leadership potential. Mm. You have influence over people. Leadership is more than just a title or a role. So, and you can actually, if you're in a um, an organization and there is a hierarchy and you've got people above you, you can actually still lead people above you. Mm. And if you showed your leader you're a fan of them, there's a really good chance that they'll mirror some of that back to you. So, <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, you don't need the title. Just, yeah, want, want the best for people. Mm. It seems kind of obvious. It does. But really hard sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, that's our episode today. You can find the video in the show notes. Uh, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week.